This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah, broadcasting from Gush Etzion, and this is Ezra Beck. Today is Monday, Yom Sheni Vav Adar, and today's shir will be given by Harav Yair Khan, the shir in Hilchot Brachot. I was speaking to somebody last week who called up. He is a user of KMTT. And he wanted to, not just to donate, he wanted to organize a bunch of people together to help uh, set up a fund which would support KMTT in the future. So we were talking about how to do that. And uh, he asked me, and uh, how many people actually listen to KMTT? He heard 2,000. So I had to tell him the truth. I think there were 2,000 people who have listened to KMTT since the beginning. But on a daily basis, I'm proud to say, I think it's a good number, I'm about to say there are 200 and 20 about each day. So he was a little disappointed. And actually, I'm disappointed too. I, it makes sense. There should be 2,000. There have got to be 2,000 people who want to listen to KMTT every day. And the reason why there aren't is because we haven't gotten the word out. So again, the only people to whom I can appeal, covered by my budget of zero, my publicity budget is zero. So the only people to whom I can appeal are you, the users. And if anyone has any idea how to publicize it, if you have your friends or you know where to publicize it, please do so or write to us and we're waiting to hear from you. Now the share from Afghan and after the share we'll be back with the Halakha Yomi. In today's year, we're going to deal with the din brought down in the Mishnah on Dathnem Amad Aleph 40a which says as follows, Valkulam im Amar shahakon yabidvaro yatsa After listing all the different brachot that one makes Amperot Ta'ilah and Bari Pri'a Eitz, Amperot Ta'adama, Bari Pri'a Adama. The, the Mishnah says, Im Amar Sha'akol Nyebedvaro Yatsa on everything. No matter what it was, whether it was a fruit of a tree, whether it was a vegetable, on everything, if one said Sha'akol Nyebedvaro, he is Yotzei. Regarding this halacha, there's machlokas in the Gemara, Andaf Mem Amad Beiz, Valkulam Im Amar Sha'akol Yatsa, Itmar. Ravuna Amar Chutzminapat Uminayayin. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Afilu Patviyayin. According to Rav Huna, the din of Al Kulam Im Amar Shakol Yatsa includes everything Bari Pera Eitz, Bari Pera Adama, but does not include two things. One Bari Pera Gafim, which is made on wine, and the other thing Hamotzi Lechem Aretz, which is made on bread. Everything else, Bari Mizonos, on, on cakes, everything else it covers. But it doesn't cover Yayin and Pas. Rabbi Yochanan argues and says that it covers Yayin and Pas as well. We're not going to deal with the Shita of Rabbi Yochanan, even though that's the Shita which is accepted, Lahalacha, but rather we're going to deal with the Shita of Rav Huna because the Shita of Rav Huna contains within it a very, very big Chiddush, which perhaps can shed some light on what kind of a bracha, what is so special about the brachos of Bari Priagafen and Hamotzi Lechem Min Haaretz. In attempting to explain what's so unique and singular about Pechos Bari Priagafen and Hamotzi Lechem Min Haaretz, Rashi quotes the Gemara later on. The Gemara over there says as follows: Shalu as benzoma b'pneima amru dvarim habayim machmas asuda b'tocha asuda enam tuunim bracha lo lefneim v'lo laachareim amalahem ha'ilu pat potratan. They asked benzoma, "Why is it that things that come within a suda and which are for the suda, which are part of the suda, do not require a bracha, not a bracha lefaneha?" Nor a bracha la'achareha. 
if one eats things, if one washed for a motzi and made a bracha a motzi dachem na'aretz, and then eats things in the su'uda, there's a machok shoshon, what it's referring to, but according to the standard pshat, if one eats meat and fish within the context of that su'uda, then the meat and fish don't require a bracha lefaneha, you don't have to make a birchos shakol, nor does it require bornefashos. The birchos hamotzi covers <coughs> everything that's eaten within the context of the meal, as well as the, as the, the birchos hamazon covers the bracha achrona for everything that's eaten within the context of the meal. That's what Ben Zoma answered them. Amalahem hol upas patrasan. Ihachi yayin nami niftarei pas. If so, they asked, shouldn't wine also, also be potted by pas? Why is it that if one drinks wine within the context of the meal, one has to make a separate bracha of a bari pragafen? Why shouldn't the wine also be included in the bracha of hamotzi lechem min ha'aretz? And here the Gemara answers, shani yayin, the goreim bracha la'atzmo. Yayin is different because it's goreim bracha la'atzmo. Rashi says, goreim bracha la'atzmo, andaf mem beizem ralef 42a, bekamem kamot huba, Many times, one makes a bracha, a bari pragafin on wine, even though one does not have to drink from the wine. Rafi and Daphnembez doesn't explain when it is that we will make a bracha of a bari pragafin on wine when one doesn't want to drink the wine. Rashi, regarding this particular point, is more explicit in the first sugi that we learned, uh, regarding the din of Rav Huna, that shahakol is poter everything, except for yayin and pas. Over there, Rashi says as follows, Chus pas yayin, kidarminan lekaman shegoreim brachot harbei la'atzmo, bekidush chatanim. It, it's going brachot atzmo. Many times one makes a bracha for it itself and adding what Rashi says, even though one doesn't want to drink the wine. In what context? Kiddush, Havdala, Birchot Chatanim, which is Birchot Nesuin. In all these cases, one has to make a Bari Pragafen because one has to make Kiddush. One has to make a Bari Pragafen because one has to make Havdala. One has to make a Bari Pragafen as part of the Birchot Chatanim, the Birchot Nesuin. However, it, the brach over here is not made because he wants to drink the wine, but rather it's made within the context of a kos shel bracha. The problem with Rashi's pshad is that this is a seemingly irrelevant point. Why do I care why one makes a bari pragafin? If he makes a bari pragafin because he wants to drink the wine, or if he makes a bari pragafin even though he doesn't want to drink the wine, but because he has to make kiddush and therefore he drinks the wine, what difference does it make? He makes a bari pragafin in order to drink the wine. Whether he wanted to or whether he has to because he has to make kiddush or has to make havdalah is totally irrelevant. Why does the, the motivation from drinking the wine make a difference? Whether it's part of a kol bracha or a mitzvah or whether it's because it's something that he wanted to drink because he, he has an appetite and he wants to drink wine, he, he's thirsty. Why does that make any difference? The point is that whenever one wants to drink wine for whatever reason, one has to make a bari pragafin. And therefore, the bracha of Bar Pragafen would seem to be a standard Birchos Hanenin. And just like every other Birchos Hanenin, uh, we say that Shahakol is sufficient, so too it should be the case regarding the bracha of Bar Pragafen. Secondly, 
the Gemara on Daf Mem Aleph and Beis Mem Beis Mem Aleph, which says that a Bar Pragafin is not covered by the Motzi because it's Gorim Brachos Laatzmo. Sometimes one drinks wine even though one, even though one doesn't want to, but he drinks wine because he has to make Kiddush and Avdala. Why should that be a relevant factor regarding when one drinks wine within the context of the Suda because he wants to drink the wine because he's thirsty? Shouldn't the Birchas Hamotzi be able to cover the Bracha of Bari Priagafen? It's a standard Birchas Hanenin. And again, the motivation for why one drinks the wine should, regarding this issue, be irrelevant. In fact, we find that Tosos rejected Rashi's explanation and offered a different explanation. Andaf Mem Alfam Rebez, Tosos Dibra Matchil Ihachi. Tosos says as follows He brings the down Rashi's parish. Umishani Shani Yayin the Gorim Bracha Laatzmo Pirush Rashi the Baharbe Mikomotu Ba Umvarchem Love Afpisha Insichim Lishtot Kigom Bikidush Ubechot Erisin Vrashba Pirish Misham the Tsarch Varech Alayayin Bori Priagafen Uvitrilak Shuba Anavim Bori Pra Eitz Varshamashkim Shakon Yabidvaro. In other words, according to Tosos, Gorim Brach Laatzmo means that Chazal were Metakin, a special Madbeya Brachos. For, for wine, which is above and beyond regular brachos hanenin. Normally, what bracha does one make on fruit? One makes a regular bracha of bari eats. When one squeezes the fruit and drinks the juice, the bracha that one makes usually is shahakol. And here, all of a sudden, we come to wine, and there's a new bracha. It's neither a bari eats nor is it a shahakol nevidvaro, but rather, chazawar mataken, a special bracha, a unique bracha, bari pragafen. That indicates something special regarding uh, regarding the bracha bari pragafen, and therefore, since it's such a special bracha, chazal in such a unique, a unique matbeah, a unique nusach uh, for the bracha, therefore, it is not covered by the motzi lechem and haaretz. Okay, at least according to Tosos, we see we have an indication that Pari Pragafen is a different bracha, a special bracha. It's a bracha which is perhaps. Um, on a higher level, and therefore Chazal, the sages were metakin, a special and unique wording for the bracha, which goes above and beyond the normal classification of, of brachot. There's something special. Wine is something very special. Bread is something which is very, very special. Wine is the main type of drink. Bread is the main type of food, which sustains life. And therefore, regarding these two items, the Chazal were metakin, a special and unique bracha. Since the bracha is so special and the bracha is so unique, so A, within the context of a meal, if one made a bracha of hamotzi lechem in Aretz, and then want, one wanted to drink wine, the, the uh, hamotzi will not part to the wine. It was metakin, a special bracha for a wine, and therefore you should make an independent bari pragafin. It shouldn't simply be included in everything else that's part of the meal. This is unique and singular part of the meal. It has a special significance, a special importance, and therefore it also gets a special bracha. It, sim- it can't simply be, be tafel, be nullified, and be included in everything else which, it, which is included in the meal. It's something which is special, unique, and therefore it demands a special and unique bracha as well. Similarly, if one made a bracha of a shahakol on wine or on pas, it might not be enough. Shahakol is a very, very, very simple bracha. It's there in order to be matir hana, in order to allow us to partake and to be nene mina olam hazeh, and therefore one makes a standard bracha which, is, which covers everything, shahakol, everything, niyeh bidvaro. 
And therefore, when one makes a shahakol, one is not considered being nene mina olam hazeh below bracha. Getting benefit from this world without making a bracha. You made a bracha, but it's a very, very, very general bracha. It's a very general form of bracha. On the other hand, when, <coughs> when referring to um, pas and to yayin, where chazawu metakin, a special bracha, to relate to bread as something unique and important, to re- relate to wine as something unique and important, here the standard bracha which covers everything, shakol nebedvaru is no longer sufficient, says Rav Huna. Here you have to make a special bracha, gorim bracha la'atzmo, and therefore shahakol is not enough, one requires the special bracha bari pragafen and the bracha of hamotzi lechem in haaretz. That basically is the shita of Tosos, and the shita of Tosos is something that makes a lot of sense. What we're going to try to do is to appreciate the position of Rashi, that according to Rashi, if Rav Huna says that if one made a shahakol, it does not cover wine or bread, because wine, we'll see about bread later, wine is something which at times is drunk, even though one does not want to drink the wine, but rather because one has to drink the wine, Kiddush, Havdalah, Bechos, Chasanim. In order to explain the Shita of Rashi, let's take a look at a Gemara in Erevin, Daf Mem Umen Beis 40b. The Gemara there discusses the Shechianu that one makes on Yom Kippur, and the question is whether Shechianu in general has to be made alakos. Does one say Shechianu v'kimanu v'gianu with a kos of wine, with a with a with a cup of wine, and therefore it becomes some kind of a kos shabracha, or to make a Shechianu that does not need a, a kosal bracha. So the Gemara says, what are we going to do on Yom Kippur? If we say that Shechianu needs a kos, what will we do on Yom Kippur? Hechi avid. If one made the bracha Shechianu and then one drinks the wine, the second that one makes the Shechianu, one has accepted upon himself Yom Kippur and therefore he's not allowed to drink. Then the Gemara says, Perhaps he should simply make the bracha Shechianu anakos shal bracha and put it on the side. So the Gemara says, Somebody who makes a kos shal bracha also has to take a taste of the wine. And then the Gemara says, Let him give it to a, a katan. And then the problem is, Perhaps if he gives it to a katan, maybe you know that will be bad. Chinuch ati lemisrach, and uh, the katan will learn that it's mutter for him to, it's mutter for people to eat on Yom Kippur, and therefore there's a problem. In any case, regarding the din of hamavarich tzarech sheyitom, the one who makes the bracha also has to drink. It's clear for the Gemara that it's not that he personally has to drink the wine, but he can also give the wine to somebody else in order to drink. Rashi says as follows. Let him give it to a katan, a tinok. After one makes the shechianu on the kosha bracha, let him give the bracha to a tinok. That the Gemara says one has to taste. It's not that the one who made the bracha, he has to, ta- he has to taste the wine. Because it's also okay if somebody else drinks the wine. The taima mishum de genaihu le kosha bracha shelo yehene adami menu la alter. It's a genai, it's a zilzal, 
it's as if one makes fun of the Kol Shabracha if one does not get any, get any Hanav from the Kol Shabracha. If one would take a Kol Shabracha, and one would say a great praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on the Kol Shabracha, and then simply spill it out. That's a zilzil. That's a, that's a gadai. And the whole idea of a Kol Shabracha is to say praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a glorified fashion. And therefore, part of saying the praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a glorified fashion includes not only saying the praise, but drinking or having somebody else drink the Kol Shabracha following the recital of the praise. But what we see from over here is that the din of Hamavarich Sarach Shayitom is not that drinking is part, is an integral part of the Kol Shabracha. The main idea of Kol Shabracha is saying praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on the coast. It's a glorified way of saying praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When we say Kiddush or Avdallah on a coast, then we're saying praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a very, very glorified fashion. And therefore we lift up a coast and we, and we recite the praise. The idea of drinking afterwards is not an integral part of the Kol Shabracha, but if we would take that Kos and we wouldn't drink it, or we would spill it out, or we would leave it over, that would be considered a Gnai. That would be considered some kind of a Zilzal. That would be making fun of, of, of the Kos and ridiculing the praise that we said. We said praise in such a glorified way, in order that it should remain glorified and not become something which, is, which looks ridiculous, what we do is then we, we drink or have somebody else drink the kos. And therefore we have a din of hamavarech tzarech shayitom. But according to what we said, the basic bracha, which one recites over the kos, is the praise, the kiddush, the havdalah, the shachianu. The Pari Pragafen seems to be simply to allow one afterward to drink, to partake of the Kost. Since it's important that one takes this Kost Shabracha and instead of spilling it out, one actually drinks it. Therefore, aside from the Kiddush and the Havdalah, the praise which one says, one has to say Bari Pragafen as well and then drink from the cup. However, the main part of the Kol Shabracha is the Shira, the praise, the Shevach, that one says in a glorified fashion over the Kos. According to the formulation which we just suggested, the Bari Pragafen, even within the context of a Kol Shabracha, functions merely as a Bechos Hanenin. The bracha that one says on the coast, the shira, the praise that one says on the coast, is the kiddush, is the havdalah, is the shachianu, is the berachas chasanim. However, then there's an, there's an additional din, additional halacha, that hamavarech tzarech sheyitom, and therefore in order to allow one to be toim, since it's asr, litom, lehanos, minolom, zeblo bracha, one makes a bar pegafin as well, and, the, and thereby one uh, tastes from the kol shabracha. However, if we read a little bit further in Rashi and Erevin, we'll see that it's not so simple. Rashi writes as follows: Dignayhu lekosha bracha shaloya adam imenu laalter. It's a it's a gnai a zilzol for the kosha bracha if one doesn't benefit from it immediately. Shetehei birchas hayayin debari priagafen shalolit zorech. Because then the birchas bari pagafen that one made on this cup is shalol the for no purpose whatsoever. And therefore, if somebody else tasted from the wine, that's enough because then the bracha of the bari pagafen was no longer shalol So Rashi seems to be suggesting that the possibility that one make the shechianu and not drink at all from the wine 
would, doesn't exist. According to Rashi, the reason Hamavarech Tzarech Shayitom is not because the cup of wine simply will be spilled out, but it's because one made a Shechianu and a Bari Pragafin. And therefore, the bracha of Bari Pragafin seems, appears to be Shalolat Tzarech. And therefore, one has to drink. So I don't understand why is it a bracha Shalolat Tzarech? It's a bracha of Atala. If one doesn't plan on drinking the wine, and one makes a Shechianu simply to say the praise of the Shechianu, on a kol shabracha, and it's Yom Kippur, so he won't be able to drink the wine. So why say the bari pragafin at all? Let him lift up a cup and say, "Shachianu kibar v'yanu lazman Why should he make a bracha bari pragafin? Furthermore, if he did make the bracha bari pragafin, then it's not a hamavarich sarich shayitom. He has to t- he has to drink because it's a ganai, it's a zilzul for the kol shabracha because it looks like a bracha shenetzricha. It's a bracha levatala. What do you mean it's a g'nai for the coast? It's a bracha levatala. He made a birchos hanenin and he didn't drink from the wine. If somebody would pick up an apple, make a bari pear eight, and not eat from the, uh, from the apple, it would be a bracha levatala. Why is Rashi here saying that it's a g'nai who l'kol shal bracha? It's a g'nai, it's, 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 it doesn't look right, it, 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 it looks like a zilzul for the kol shal bracha because you made the bari pear and you didn't drink. And therefore, it's a, it's a bracha she'en etzricha. It's not a bracha she'en etzricha. It's simply a bracha levatala. It's also to make a bracha levatala. So we have two questions on Rashi. If he doesn't plan on drinking the wine, why should he get into this problem to begin with? Let him make only a shechianu and not a bari pragafen at all. Second of all, if he did make the bari pragafen, it shouldn't only be a problem of g'nai, but it should be a problem of, 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 of mamash a bracha levatala. Mori Verebi of Salvechik offered the following explanation uh, in Rashi. According to Rashi, the bracha of Bari Pragafin, within the context of a Kol Shabracha, does not only function as a Birchos Hanenin, but primarily it integrates into the praise itself. The bracha of Bari Pragafin that was instituted as part of the Kol Shabracha is not only in order to allow one to drink, but it's part of the sheer and shevach that one has to recite over the coast. We said that the main idea of kol shabracha is what one recites over the coast. The praise, the sheer, the shevach that one says in a glorified fashion over the coast. So within the context of a kol shabracha, not only is the shachianu or the kiddush and the avdala per se part of that shira, but the bari pragafen is part of that shira as well. And therefore, if one wants to make a bracha of a shachianu over a coast to be a kol shabracha, it wouldn't be sufficient merely to say shachianu because then there would be no relationship between the shachianu and the coast. One has to say shachianu and bari pragafen while lifting up the coast of the wine, and then the bracha of the shachianu relates to the coast and it's been said over a kol shabracha. When one says kiddush, and one says Bari Pragafen, the Bari Pragafen is not there only as a Birchos Hanenin to allow one to drink the wine following the Kiddush, but the Bari Pragafen is an integral part of the praise of the Kiddush itself. When one makes a Bari Pragafen as part of the Avdala, it's not merely a Bari Pragafen which allows one to drink from the wine of the Avdala uh, following the recital of the Avdala, but it's an integral part of the recital of the Avdala itself. It's part of the Shira. And therefore, since the bracha is being said, not only as a Birchos HaNenin, but as a Birchos HaShevach, 
as part of the Shira which is said over the Kol Sabracha, in Shira El Alayayin, as part of the Shira which is being said over the Kol Sabracha, therefore, even if one doesn't drink the wine, it is not a Bracha Levatala. Because it's being said within the context of Shevach. Not in order, only in order to drink the wine, but also as part of the Shevach that one is reciting over the coast. And therefore, there's no problem of Brach Levatala. There is a problem, Hamavarech Tzarech Sheyitom. It appears as a Brach Hashem because the Birchus Bar Pragafin usually is a Birchus Tanenin. And even in the case of of, of a kosha bracha, it usually functions as a berchos hanenin as well, and therefore it appears as a bracha sheinetzricha, and therefore we have a problem of gnai, and therefore hamavarech tzarech sheyitom. One who makes a bracha must drink the wine as well, but if one doesn't drink the wine as well, uh, as well even though one made a bari pragafen, we don't have a problem of a bracha levatala. The Gemara at the beginning of Avi Psachim discusses a case of somebody that was in the middle of eating on Erev Yom Tov or Erev Shabbos, and the time for Kiddush arrived. So the Gemara there has a number of different suggestions what one should do. According to the Maskan of the Gemara, the Halacha is, Poles Mapa Umakadish. He takes a mapa, some kind of a, a cover, covering, he covers all the food, and then he makes Kiddush, and then he can return and continue his meal. Tosfos in Pesachim, Kuf Gimlom and Beis 103b brings you a Shalmi that in such a case, one, if one is in the middle of the meal and one was drinking wine in the meal, and therefore he, he already made a Bari Piyagafen, that one doesn't have to make, when one makes Kiddush, one does not have to repeat and make a Bari Piyagafen as well. Uvishalmi nami ka'amar, dem hitchilis od be'erv Shabbat, mib'od yom, ain't tzarech be'kiddush levarech Bari Piyagafen. According to Tosfos, it appears that the Bar Pragafen, even when it's recited within the context of Kiddush, functions only as a Berchas And therefore, if Midine Berchas Hananin, a Bar Pragafen is not required. For instance, over here, where according to Tosfos at least, there was no Hefsek, Paris Mapa Umakadish, according to Tosfos, does not constitute a Hefsek. And therefore, to drink the wine of the Kiddush, one does not have to make a Bari Pragafen. Therefore, one doesn't make a Bari Pragafen at all. However, based on what we suggested according to Rashi, that the Bracha of a Bari Pragafen within the context of a Kol Bracha is not only recited as a Birchos Hanenin, but it's also recited as a Birchos HaShevach, as part of the Shira and the Shevach that one makes within the context of a Kol Bracha then one would require the bracha of a bari pragafen in, in, as part of the Kiddush, as part of the Shevach of the Kiddush, even though the bracha may not be required as a berchos hanenin. This issue also comes up regarding the Arba Kosos, the four cups of wine that we drink on Lela Seder. The Rish says as follows, He quotes the Gemara, Ravina Amar, Kol Echad Ve'echad Mitzvah each of the four kosot uh, that we have, uh, the kosot that we have on Leila Seder, is a mitzvah with Neatso. Each one is an independent mitzvah. Va'ami Ravasa, I heard in the name of my my, my teachers, Ho'il v'chal echad ve'echad mitzvah with Neatso, Tzvichim levruche bari pragafen al kol kasa v'kasa. One has to make a bari pragafen on every one of the four cups of wine that we drink on Leila Seder. And then he brings a raya. The, the raya 
that the riff brings tries to indicate that the Haggadah that one says between each coast is a hefsik. However, the initial statement was that since each one is an independent bracha, and therefore it's considered independently, each one is considered a, an independent coast shell bracha, therefore one should make an independent bracha on each one. The question is, what's the relationship between those two things? If one says that one makes a bari pragafen because we have a hefsek between the Kiddush and the second coast, and another hefsek between the second coast and the third coast, and another hefsek between the third coast and the fourth coast, I understand. It's a regular dinim of birchos hanenin. If one has a hefsek, one has to have another bracha. If one doesn't have, have, have a hefsek, one doesn't have another bracha. But what does this have to do with the statement of Ravina, who said that, kol echad ve'echad each Kost of the Dalit Kostos is an independent Kostal Bracha. So it's an independent Kostal Bracha, but if there's no Hefsek, one shouldn't need a Bari Pragafin. From that lashon of the Rif, it would appear that if each cup is considered in an independent Kostal Bracha, even had there not been a Hefsek, it would have required a, bar, a separate Bari Pragafin. This is like the Sheet of Rashi. And it's found explicitly in the Shibboli Aleket. The Shibboli Aleket says that each cup needs an independent Bari Pragafen because each one is a bracha b'fnei atzma ve'ein shira ela alayayin. In other words, the din of ein shira ela alayayin is what connects the Bari Pragafen to the shir, to the praise that one says over the Koshal Bracha. And therefore, not only the kiddush of the first coast requires requires to be has to be said over the kol bracha, but the bari pragafen also is part of that kiddush which has to be said over the kol bracha. The second bracha, which is asher ga'alanu, the bracha on the geula on the redemption. Uh, not only does the bracha of geula have to be said over kol bracha, but the bari pragafen also has to be recited over a kol bracha because it's part of the shira itself and so forth and so on. So we see from the Shibboli Leket, and apparently also from the Rabosa of the teachers of the Rif, that the four kosot of, that we drink on Lela Seder, since each one is independently defined as a kosha bracha, each one requires a bari pragafen independent of the question of hefsek. The riff brings further support to the shita from the fact that there's a hefsek as well. But the lashon, since each one is an independent culture of brachet, requires a bari pragafen, indicates that the that the there's a chiv of a bari pragafen, even if it's not required as far as the berchos is concerned, as long as it's an independent culture of bracha, that in itself creates a demand to make the bracha of a bari pragafen. Of course, there are many Rishonim that argue on the Rif and claim that, for instance, the second coast and the fourth, fourth coast don't require an, an independent Bari Pragafen, and their argument is that there is no Hefsek. The Haggadah is not considered a Hefsek, and therefore the third coast, which comes after Birchas Hamazon, maybe that is considered a Hefsek. However, the second coast, which is separated only by the, by the recital of the Haggadah, is not considered a Hefsek, and therefore the second coast would not require an independent Bari Pragafen. This shita certainly does not see a requirement to make a bari pragafen merely based on the fact that it's an independent kol bracha. And their only criterion for a bari pragafen is the hefsek criterion, which is similar to the shita that we found in Tosfos. According to Tosfos, bari pragafen, even within the context of a kol bracha, is only said as a birchos hanenin. If a birchos hanenin is not required because there's no hefsek, the bari pragafen is not recited either. However, according to Rashi 
and according to the Shibolya Leket and perhaps Rabosav Shalharif, we saw that the Bari Pragafen is required within the context of a Kol Shabracha, even when it's not required as a Be'echos Hanenin. And the explanation that Rav Salvechik suggested was that the Bari Pragafen becomes, or becomes part of the Shira, part of the Shevach that one recites over the Kos Shalbracha. Returning now to the Sugin Brachos, it makes a lot of sense. Tosfos did not, did not accept Rashishita. Because according to, to Tosfos, the Bracha Bari Pragafen, even within the context of a Kol Shabracha, is only recited as a Bechos Hanenin. And therefore, the only way of Tosos to explain Gorim Bracha La'atzmo is that they were matakin a unique Nisuach for the Bracha, and therefore it's not covered by the standard Sha'akon Yabidvaru, which covers all other Brachot. Here one has to say unique, unique Shevach Bari Pragafe. However, Rashi, who argued on Tosos, and who suggested that the Bari Pragafin, within the context of a Kol Shabracha, is not recited as a Birchos Hanenin, but rather as a Birchos Hashir, that's the idea of Gorim Bracha La'atso. In other words, the entire Bracha is not only a Birchos Hanenin, but Bari Pragafin at times functions as a Birchos Hashevach, as a Birchos Hashir. And that's exactly what Rashi means when he says that at times we make the bracha even though one does not have to drink the wine. One is making the bracha as part of the shira that one says over the kos. Not in order to drink, not as a berchos hanenin, but rather as part of the shevach that one recites over the kos of wine. And that's what Rashi says over here in our sugya, that shahakol does not cover the bracha of a bari pragafen, chutz minayayin, because bari pragafen contains within it not only a standard birchos hanenin, but it is also a birchos hashir. It is a special shevach, and shahakol does not contain that element of shevach. However, everything that we said explains why shahakol doesn't cover bari pragafen, because bari pragafen is not only a Birchos Hanenin, but it's a Birchos HaShevach as well. What about the fact that Rav Huna also said that Shakol does not cover Birchos HaPas, mostly the Chemin We don't, do we find ever that the Birchos HaPas also functions as a Birchos HaShir, that it's a Gorim Brachel HaAtzmel? And the truth is that we do. It's not in the standard case, but nevertheless the Gemara says, on Daf Kuf Vav Beis, in Psachim, Zimnin sagiin haveka imna kame derav. Zimnin de chaviva ale rifta mekadesh a rifta. Zimnin de chaviva le chamra mekadesh a chamra. Many times I was sitting in front of Rav. At times that he preferred bread, he would make kiddush on bread. While at times that he preferred wine, he would make kiddush on wine. In other words, at times bread can also be used in order to make kiddush. One can lift a piece of bread, make the kiddush, and instead of bari pragafen, say amotzi lechem na'aretz. This indicates that not only can wine function as part of the shevach of a koshal bracha, but at times, instead of a koshal bracha, one can make kiddush, can recite kiddush over a loaf of bread, which also is indicative of onik shabbos. And in this context, the bread also is functioning as the basis for the recital of the praise of the similar parallel to a Kosal Bracha, and the Birchas HaMotzi in this context 
is integrated into the Kiddush and functions not only as a bracha of Birchos Hanenin, but also as a Birchos Hashir. You have been listening to the Shir in Hilchot Barachot by Harav Yair Khan. Today is Halacha Yomit. The last Halacha Yomit, we spoke about the importance of Tefillah B'Tzibu, of davening with the Minyan. What is Tefillah B'Tzibu? So the common assumption is that individual Jews who daven together, that's Tefillah B'Tzibu. In other words, ten, minimum of ten Jews saying Shmon at the same time, that is Tefillah B'Tzibu. If you have less than ten, then each one is davening Tefillah B'Yachid. That assumption would appear to be correct. It's quoted by many, many poskim. Interestingly enough, the Ramam never says that. The Ramam has an entire chapter, Perek Chet, the eighth Perek of the Chot Tefillah, which is devoted to Tefillah Hatzibur. And in Halacha Da'od, he says, Ketzad, he, Tefillah Hatzibur. And he says something else. He says, Tefillah Hatzibur is one person davening and the rest listening. Even ten Jews, so one person davening and nine listening because the Chazan is included in the Minyan. But that's called Tefillat Hatzibu. The poskim assume that Ramam doesn't mean to negate the first possibility. The first possibility is obvious. Tefillat Hatzibu is davening together. The Ramam wishes to add another form of Tefillat Hatzibu, which is one person davening for them all. They're joined not because they're saying it together, but they're literally joined because there's only one Tefillat. One Tefillat which is physically said by one person, but in fact, it belongs to hearing and participating, the Bible says answering Amen, uh, it belongs to, to, to all of them. The Rav of Salvechik thought that, in fact, the Ramam's language is very, very careful. He thought there were two concepts. There's Tefillah Bitzibur and Tefillah Hatzibur. Tefillah Bitzibur is davening with a minion, in a minion, in a, in a group. You daven in a group when everyone in the group davens at the same time, in the same place. Tefillat Hatzibur is one tefillah that belongs to the group, belongs to the klal, belongs to the tzibur. And for that, you have to have one person davening, everybody else listening. Halacha Lamaisa, the Rav thought, we do them both. First you daven tefillah belachash, individually, but together. Ten people, ten or more people davening tefillah belachash, silent shmanesre at the same time. That's tefillah b'tzibur. And then there is chazarat hashatz. It's true that the Mishnah says the chazarat hashatz was instituted in order to help those who did not know how to daven, in order that they should be fulfilled their obligation by listening. But but it's also, based on this Rambam, in Perakhet, it's an independent institution in itself. Tefillah hatzibur nishma'at tamid. That's where the Rambam begins the Perak. Tefillat Hatzibur is always heard. That is this other concept, not of ten Jews davening at the same time, but of one tefillah coming out of the tzibur as one. How is that accomplished uh, physically? How can one tefillah come out of ten people? Not by them saying it in unison, but by one saying and the others and the others listening. And that's Sochazarat Hashatz, the repeat the petition of the Shemun accomplishes that as well. In fact, today, since everyone davens for themselves, we don't normally have people who don't know how to daven, who are fulfilling the obligation by listening to the Chazan. In fact, that's the only purpose left for Tefillat Hatzibur, Chazarat Hashatz. Chazarat Hashatz is Tefillat Hatzibur. Therefore, you have the following halacha. 
that if you come late to shul and you you've missed the tefillah balachas, you've missed Shmon Esrei as it said first, or you come so late that if you begin to say it, you would miss kedusha. In which case, the Gemara says you should not begin to say it. You should wait and 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 not begin Shmon Esrei because then you won't be able to answer kedusha in the middle of your own Shmon Esrei. But what should you do? So many poskim claim that you should daven together with the chazan because. Since the Ramam has said that the Chazan's tefillah is tefillah tatzibur, if you dumb at the same time, then your tefillah is joining tefillah tatzibur. Similar to if the ten of us daven together, then all of our tefillah would be tefillah betzibur. Here, your tefillah joins the tefillah tatzibur, and therefore you have the, the, the accomplishment, you were able to uh, achieve tefillah tatzibur, even though you missed the ten people, joining the ten people who daven, who daven together. If this is true, then you have to say word for word together with the Chazan. You have to maintain the pace with the Chazan. When you get to Ketusha, you say Ketusha together with the Chazan, and you finish Manasseh till the end together with the Chazan, trying as much as possible to be word by word. I think Halach HaLamaisa, you should be in the same Bacha. Maybe not the exact same words, but the idea is to say Mila by Mila, word, word, word by word together with the Chazan. There's another institution that we, we, we commonly see very often, uh, I believe the practice arose in, in Yeshivot in Eastern Europe, but uh, it caught on. It's called in Yiddish, Hecha Kedusha. That takes place where we realize there's not enough time to daven twice. Once silently and once Chazarat Hashatz. It's a few minutes to Shkir and you have to daven Mincha. Or for some other reason, it's simply impossible. There's not enough time to daven twice. So there's a, a permission, there's a special heter, to, to daven only once. Yeah, you have no choice. But what about Kedusha? So, what people do is, one person gets up, he begins to daven out loud. When he gets to Ketusha, everyone says Ketusha, and then he davens silently. Everybody else davens silently at the same time. Now, it looks like a Chazarat HaShatz, but it's only the first time, not the second time. It's only the first to be Berachot, till Hakela Kadosh. How does that work? So, the Rav explained that it doesn't work. The reason why you can do this is because, aside from saying Ketusha in Chazarat HaShatz, it's also possible to say Ketusha in Tefillah Bitzibu. In other words, normally Ketusha is said in Tefillat Hatzibur, which we call Chazarat Hashatz. But it's also possible to say Ketusha in Tefillat Bitzibur, because Ketusha has to be said Bitzibur. So, but it has to be said in Shemar Esrei, and Bitzibur. Tefillat Bitzibur, ten Jews that at the same time, can also say Ketusha. The idea, as far as I know, I may be wrong, as far as I know, is found for the first time explicitly in Shulchan Aruch Harav, Shulchan Aruch of uh, the Admor Zakein of the Bavich. And uh, just as one can say Ketusha in Chazrat HaShatz, one can say Ketusha in a minion that's davening Shemon But if that's true, then everybody has to daven. And therefore, if one is in a situation and one Jew, he's not really the Chazan. He's simply, he's simply one of ten. He's davening out loud so that when you get to Ketusha, you can say Ketusha the way it's supposed to be said. One person calling, the Kadesh, everybody else answering, Kadosh. Or maybe he's just keeping us all in line. But basically, all ten Jews here are equal. There is no Chazan in the sense of Chazrat HaShatz kind of Chazan. He's a leader. Uh, I think very often in, in English Sidurim, it says the leader says for the Chazan. Okay, he's the leader. But in order to be able to say Ketusha, you have to have a minion davening, not a minion listening. Because who are they listening to? They're listening to someone saying his own private Ketusha. I think it might be possible to claim that it is, in fact, Pilat Hatzibu. He's davening, everyone else is listening, but only the first three Bachot. And afterwards, it reverts to being Tfilat Bitzibu, since he doesn't say the whole thing out loud. But Offhand, there's no sanction for such an institution. Tefillat Hatzibur is one person saying the whole Shema Nasrei out loud, everybody listening. And therefore, the Rav claimed that 
No, this is really an individual Shema Nesrei. Therefore, you need 10 people to say the individual Shema Nesrei at the same time. And when they all get to Kedusha, they can say Kedusha also together. Because it's a different kind of Tefillah and a different kind of Kedusha. So this is different than the previous case. The previous case was you come late and it's Tefillah of a Chazarat Hashatz to which you join. You attach your individual Tefillah to the Tefillah Hatzibu. There's a case of we all come at the same time and we all say Shema Nesrei at the same time. One person saying it out loud to keep us together. That allows us to say Ketusha at the, at the proper time. That's it for today. Tomorrow she will be in problems in medieval Jewish philosophy. Until then, this is Ezra Bick wishing you a kol tov, v'yom tov. Have a good day. You've been listening to KMTT. Ki mitzion teitzei Torah, udvar Hashem mi Yerushalayim.